Welcome back to the Between the Pages podcast with Maggie and Melissa. What's going on, Maggie? It's been a day. Guys. It's literally been such a day. Number one, it's dark in D.C. already. Like pitch dark, pitch black, whatever. And I've had back-to-back meetings all day, so I'm ready to talk about something that is not work-related. No, I totally agree. The snow time change got me all the way effed up. I'm trying yeah. to be censored because I know like the first 60 seconds, apparently, like for YouTube, if we ever decide to post us on YouTube, they demonetize you if you cuss in the first like 30 to 60 seconds. Do we know so this they- for real? For sure. No, no, no. For sure. I actually looked this up. But no, I agree. Like this whole time change has got me all effed up. Also, today's the day that we're recording this is on Monday. No, Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, my God. She's she, she really is fucked up. <laughs> I literally. Um, but no. So what's going on with you? We from the last podcast we had and recorded was for Hurricane Wars. Yeah. And I think we had a really good conversation there. And then we did not announce on that book or that podcast what books we were covering. We just went ahead and announced it on Instagram on Instagram. And this time around, we decided to do the Shepherd King series, which that's we didn't decide to do the series. We decided to do the first book, which is called One Dark Window. And, and then Melissa went off. Melissa said, I can't stop. I could not. I could not. It was like, I really enjoyed it. So like, and also it was a duology. So I was like, I'm already here. Wait, I slowed my roll because I'm a binge reader. It's actually like in sometimes some ways it's a bad habit because like I won't stop for anything. I'll be like, I don't care. I'll fuck my responsibilities. Like, let me keep reading this. And I slowed down at the end of the first book because I was like, I know myself. I need to like cool it. And then getting back into it was kind of hard. But overall, I really enjoyed. I agree. I'm the same way. Like, it's bad, like detrimental. Like sometimes no, no, I- literally I'll be like, work. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, uh, sleep. I'm up. <laughs> No, truly, like, I remember, I think I went through a pocket earlier this year. I think, it, no, yes, in January, where I was reading nonstop. Nicholas was like, it's becoming a problem. Like, you're not talking to me. He's like, you have not watched one show with me in a month. And I, I was like, you're behind on the Bravo stuff. So I'm so behind on Bravo because right now I'm in that dark place. It's not bad yet. But I find myself pulling out. So like when I go to the soup, you know what I would do? And this is no, not what I would do. This is what I'm doing. And I'm trying to <laughs> own up to it. I'm trying I to say myself. Lisa Rinna, own your shit. I'm owning my shit. You know what I do? I take my Kindle on the way to the supermarket and I'll read in the car. And then I took it. Not last... while you're driving, right? No, 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 no. I'm in the passenger seat. Okay, good. And then like I take it to go to the gym and I read on the way to the gym and then read on the way back. What sick individual. You said, I can't be talking to you, Nick. I can't be speaking with you. Every minute matters. Yeah, you so you thought we were gonna be talking on this car ride? Think again. We haven't talked the whole day. And he's like, Are you serious right now? I'm like, it's too good. But I'm catching myself and I'm putting it down. Yeah, I did that this morning because I already we we have started reading Iron Flame and I had to set my Kindle away from me because I had a lot of things I needed to get done today. So clearly I was I was on the same boat this morning. I woke up and you know what I did? I I read. No, me too. I (laughs) had my coffee. I was reading. I was like, okay. then I had to I had to give myself parameters so I could, you know, accomplish the things I get paid to do. Let me tell you, out of all the things that we can be obsessed with, 
This is so innocent. Oh, so innocent. I'm like, (laughs) also like, why am I gonna, I think about this with shows as well. Cause I'm like, you know what? This gives me something to talk about. That is like, I'm not talking about other people. I'm not talking about, you know, it just makes us more interesting. I I would say. Of course. Let me give you a topic of conversation. Yeah. My vocabulary expanded expanded <laughs> sat has nothing on me <laughs> literally um, no but it's been really good we've been we we have been in like our book pocket recently and like to be honest like the books we've been re- so hold on let me back like let me retract the purpose of this podcast when we created it was to be fantasy focused and the first couple books that we, we put out there were more on the romantic like contempt side which we we love but this month has really been like fulfilling our fantasy needs and it's been like, pretty awesome to read just fantasy yeah. yeah and i really like the books we've chosen thus far yes they like speak to like all like the tropes that we're into and like the purpose of this podcast i'm sure we're gonna tire out but in the meantime i'm fantasy fully in right now yeah i think the other thing that we I mean, before, and we haven't even, we like, we read these books. We read two fantasy books leading up to recording. And then we were like, no, we kind of need a palate cleanser. Like, get us excited. And it was contemporary. Contemporary reads are a good palate cleanser. They really are. They really are. And like, you don't have to be thinking about like how to pronounce somebody's name or like what the heck they're talking about. No Gaelic I'm like, names. wait, let me read that whole paragraph again. I'm like, let me go back three pages because I don't know what the heck we're talking about right now. Dude, that was me with Hurricane Wars. I was like, what the fuck? It was a hard. The first couple of chapters were hard, I thought. And um, they were hard. I think I actually, though, I might reread it because I think I'm in a better mind frame now to, I don't know why. I was just all over the place. You know, I was going through like interviews for this like promotion. I was going through all of this stuff thinking, I'm like, oh yeah, I can get through this. I, my head wasn't in it. I, you know what? My heart I, wasn't in it. No, I'm thinking I'm going the same thing. I'm thinking to do it the same thing. Cause when we were reading that book, our lives, our work lives were, yeah, um, were like not a mess, but they weren't taking priority and there yeah. was a lot happening. And so I feel like, I didn't give it the TLC that it required. I agree. And you know what? I think we don't have to do this. Like, let me saying this and we never do this. But I I would think that like, depending on how soon the second book comes out, I might, if we want to read the second book, I might be like, oh, let's give ourselves more time so we can reread it. And then honestly, I think I would need to reread it because um, my head was not in the game. I agree. But okay. I love the, I still like really love the cover and I love the idea. So I want to do that again. No, the cover was absolutely gorgeous. Like when I post about it for the, for our stories, that cover is like a standout. Yeah, it's a really beautiful cover. It's so beautiful. They did a really um, good job. Yeah. All right. Well, are you ready? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We're going to change things up a little. Of like, we keep doing these podcasts. We're like identifying things we like and what we don't. And so like, we're going to try something fun today and something new. And just to like, kick that off, like this, um, this series, I don't know how we actually, I do know how we came to be. Um, we saw it on book talk. It was extremely popular. It followed kind of the fourth wing trail. And they were like, if you like fourth wing, you're really going to like one dark window. 
And so that really sold Maggie and I. Yeah, I mean, I heard that it was like the standout fantasy release of the year. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And so that's when I was like, come again? Add it to the list. But just to like give you guys a quick synopsis so we don't spend too much time recapping the book. Um, One Dark Window, which is part of the Shepherd King series, is about it follows the story of Elspeth Spindle and guys, give me a break on the name, who survived a mysterious illness in her childhood, which left her with magical abilities. Fearing her persecution, she goes into hiding to live with her aunt and uncle, keeping the secret of a monster trapped inside her head, an ancient spirit that she calls Nightmare. Sometimes a nightmare can control her, but sometimes it can also protect her. And if I would have just read that and seen and seen, I thought you were going to say <laughs> and seen um, the, I don't think that synopsis gives it enough. Like it, no, it, doesn't, it doesn't give you a lot. I like, I kind of like that though. I like that too, because it, it you don't have any expectations. It's something yeah. that I have learned with fantasy books. I need to go in zero expectations. Yeah, I think so, too. Honestly, it was hard for me to get into fourth wing because everybody was talking about it so much. And it wasn't until, Melissa, you basically, like, had a knife to my throat that I was like, okay. And obviously, I had no regrets. But um, I agree. It's a lot sometimes. It's a lot, like, when the noise, it feeds into the frenzy. And then you're reading, you're like, oh, this sucked. But I think for One Dark Window, I, I it lived up to the hype. Um. I really enjoyed it. I love the characters. Obviously, we have Esbeth Spindle. Um, and then we have her cousin, Iona. Iona? I was thinking Ione, but I don't know. Ione? I, I kind know. of was living Ione? for the name. I was living yeah. for the name. I was like, oh, I really like this name. And then obviously, we have a love interest because there is no hell, there's no hell in chance that Maggie and I are reading a book with no love interest. I'll tell you that there's right no now. no hell in chance. I'm making shit up now. <laughs> um, Raven, you, yeah, Raven with a Y, which I kind of loved. Yeah, I was like, I love the spin. Jesper, you, Emery, you, Elm, Rowan, who I he was really like my favorite character. Oh yeah, we'll get to that because I have some things to say about Elm. Hoth, Rowan, the devil himself. Yeah, literally, that guy was. Well. I don't know. I can't think now. I'm like, who? I was imagining him. I don't know if you've seen Back to the Future, but in my mind, he was like Biff Tannen from Back oh to the Future. Oh, my God. Um, I agree. He was kind of vile of a human being. But I really love this book. I think it was so, like, we'll start out with the first book because we, we did read both. Um, I think it, I love that it started, it was such an easy read. And yes, I think flew through it flew through it i think also we had just finished hurricane war so it was like night and day to be honest i think it was a little bit shorter too it was a little bit shorter i, I honestly flew through it like when you're like oh i'm this percent through i, I know like, i started it. reading it melissa no joke maybe 10 to 15 minutes after we recorded hurricane wars i was oh like i God. need to get on it <laughs> and, so and then it was- i was at like 60 percent really really quick yeah, you did. You, you, when you told me, I was like, I don't think I'm going to catch up to Maggie on time. And thank you for believing in me. Always. <laughs> <laughs> and um, kind of, a, it, I like how it starts off. It, it, it you know, it introduces you to Elspeth really quickly and you get her backstory. And, you know, I'm a sucker for get me to the point. Get me to the point of the story. 
speed me up. I really enjoyed that. that Wait, they also, didn't make- I'm telling you, I I'm telling you that Rachel Gillig. I I have been waiting intentionally to go to her social media until after we record this because. Rachel Gillig is a Swifty. I know this. Like, I know this because in the first, like, five chapters, she mentioned invisible string a number of times. She kept using that terminology and she kept using the terminology death by a thousand cuts. And both of those are Taylor Swift songs. And I was like, she's a Swifty. I just know it. Like, I need to. And now I'm going to look at her social media after this to see if this is true, because I, I really think she is. No, so I'm here to confirm you are right. So I had actually seen this theory before on really? TikTok. Yes, <laughs> you're right. So I had seen this theory before that they were like, she's a Swifty. And then like she had like she did say like, yes, she is. Like a lot of the book I is fucking inspired. A lot of the book is inspired by Taylor Swift's music. That is so funny because I don't know what I could tell. Like, yeah, the spirit of Taylor Swift was in this fucking book. Like, I I think that was part of the reason why I kept getting through it so quickly, too, because I was like, am I nuts? But like, I I really could feel that. No, you're absolutely right. And to be honest, like the entire time I pictured the book because I had that piece of context. That's how I was imagining it. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I didn't say anything because it's more it feels more rewarding that I found out now that this is like a thing. Because I was like, honestly, I think I might be crazy. But there's a whole rabbit of people connecting it to her songs and stuff. And she like, it's inspired by Taylor Swift music. Is that nuts? I fucking knew it. Taylor Uh, would love that. Taylor, my friend Taylor, we're on a first name basis. I think she would love that. Absolutely love it. And I thought all the characters were really great. And I like that everyone was like really imperfect yeah in in the story like no one was a well-rounded yeah there was no character that was at least in the first book there was no character that was too like too good you know what i mean yes and also um i liked the the system of magic in the book although there were a couple things that i was like "Mm, i have some questions but i really liked the idea that it's like a, there was like a deck of like tarot cards, essentially. That, Can you explain that? So basically, there are um, providence cards. Yeah, I think of that word for extent. It's like a deck of providence cards. And if you have a card, when you tap on it three times, you get to use the magic that is associated with that card. So for example, um, the the scythe card you can take control over somebody's actions and make them do whatever you want but there are negatives to using magic which it's like that in many books where people use magic where there has to be a balance so you're using this power something is gonna in the world is gonna react to be balanced so like with the scythe you command somebody to do something if you use it for too long you get like a nosebleed like you're you have a horrible headache um so there are negatives and positives to I using think you cards also, you kind of go crazy too like you disassociate yeah, yeah. and then a, and anybody can use these cards there are some people in the world that um are born with already they have like an they already have like an affinity to use magic um, and those people, because of the fever, the fever and things like that, um, they 
what's the word De- degenerate i think that was the word they used in yeah the degeneration over time mm-hmm. and you you like for instance emory raven's younger brother jesper's younger brother he was degenerating already and i think that was just because he had like very powerful magic i feel like to me Correct. i don't i don't remember her saying this like super clearly but to me i got the impression that like the more power your magic had um and like the more like the less control you had over it the more likely you were to degenerate quickly and it wasn't the same for everyone which i liked it was very inconsistent in the sense of like if you got the fever and you got the illness is what they refer to it usually people that got the illness would get a specific power and then they would degenerate and by the way if you got the illness in the kingdom you were sentenced to death they they had like essentially the connotation that if you got the touch of the illness you were gonna essentially create or bring be a threat to the community and so you were put to death and so um, elspeth was one of those people that because of her high guard and her family that protected her she actually got away with the illness and she quickly realized that other people too have been hiding it that are close to the king and so she feels kind of like oh my god i've been hiding my whole life yeah and there's been exceptions made yeah for certain people it's kind of like when you have anxiety when you're little, which I have al- I've always been really anxious from the time I was little. I thought that I I could not imagine that anybody else would feel anxious and I wouldn't because I never talked about it with people. And then I just remember like as I got older, I was like, oh, so everybody feels this way <laughs> or not a unique experience. as an experience <laughs> and just nobody talks about it. And I've been here in misery thinking I'm a freak and all y'all have been lying exactly no Wait, it's so I true thought, i thought maybe i missed this in the beginning but i did think it was a little weird that like and i i i'm i think i probably just missed this but everybody will use the cards regardless of this if they like magic or not even though the cards are still magic but then if you're born with magic they're like fuck you you're bad yes it's because that was a control little it to me Oh, it was you can't because control, it. control it yeah okay. and that was the fear that the king had put out was that he couldn't control what you can't control you 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 fear yeah and so that really was it was it because with the cards you were able to manipulate when you could use them by touching by tapping them three times and so you would be able to do what you needed and then kind of cut it off so you didn't obtain ma- magic you can like you didn't own magic yeah you can obtain it and it was kind of used as a way of like monetary exchange. Like you kind of had social status depending on what card you held in the community. So I thought that was like also cool that they kind of leveraged. Yeah, that like too. not all cards are the same. Pause. I have to get my laptop. Is um, and then now with the cards, the like big thing is that we come to find out pretty quickly on is that. There is a goal amongst people. We'll get into this a little bit more in a second, but there is a goal amongst people in the community that if you can unite the deck and get the twin alders card, they can get the like mist to stop. They can like get the degeneration to stop um, and basically like kind of get this town out of the situation um, that they're in. Yeah, I think that's a really good highlight that you mentioned. So the mist is something that is brought in from having magic. So this is displaced to what Maggie was saying of like there needs to be a balance. 
what the spirit would gifteth, she taketh. So with the magic cards being created, it essentially stopped people going to the spirit wood to ask for things. And so she created the miss to lure people to her. And so people um, that are not with, that don't obtain illness must essentially carry around a charm. If they don't have a charm, they get lost to the mist and they essentially like kind of get lost in the woods and die. Um, and they're, it's kind of like the, uh, not a torture, but kind of like a death sentence if they send you into the mist without your, your charm. And so I thought that was like a really, like, it was like a very well thought out story, like plot for a story that really spoke to the fantasy part of it because it really acquired like every different things. And I like that it wasn't like a clear cut, like, Oh my god, there's a fairy tale ending and everybody's happy and like yeah. It was it was actually kind of dark. I also like that there was like a clear goal. Yes. Sometimes it's not super clear, especially for the main character. Um, and that can be annoying, but like it was very clear from the like first chapter that Elspeth has this, like what she sees as a curse, which is just that she has the infection and has magic and is like the nightmare is in her head because she touched the providence card and that's what her like magical affliction is and that she wants to not have that because she like realizes she's not going to be able to have a life the only way for her to do that is to um collect the deck and then there's like a sacrifice yeah a blood sacrifice casual yeah, like essentially what they're planning to do is treason against the king because they are ga- gathering all the provenance cards um, because there's two missions. Both teams, like the king and Raven, both have the same idea. But the difference is that they're using it to save Emery and sacrifice someone else with the illness, which is the doctor who kills all these children. So like, yeah. Whereas in the king... Yeah, he's gonna be dead. Dead, dead, dead. And then has in the king. He's a he traitorous. Wants- Wait, what's the thing that Nick Tab. Tabab. Tabab. Traitorous bitch ass behavior. Traitorous. Yeah, that's it. Traitorous bitch ass behavior from this physician. Yeah. And so the, the king wants to sacrifice Emery, who is his nephew, once he unites all the cards and use him as a sacrifice. Because to unite the cards and release everyone, you have to draw blood from someone that contains the illness but he isn't willing to sacrifice the doctor because the doctor has powers that he likes for his kingdom so he'd rather get rid of emery who is already degenerating to his powers by the way emery's power is that when he touches you he can see your your secrets or like he can see your memories or what is it it's like he can tell your future or like your or he can like see it's like he kind of has like premonitions, but he like yes. speaks about him in the like language of the old book or whatever it was called. I can't remember. Yeah, the, that. the book of elders or the yeah something like that. Because the way he would talk about it, I mean, he wasn't talking like himself. No, it was like, it was really like he was kind riddle. of in between in between worlds too. Like that was how he was degenerating. Like he couldn't control oh, yes. when he would like be in this kind of like premonition world. That that was kind of reminding me a little bit of you watched Game of Thrones, right? Of course. Doesn't that in some ways was reminding me of like Bran and Hodor. Yes, very Hodor. much like that. Hodor. Hodor, yeah. Whatever. Okay. Like it, but it was me- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that in a long time. But it was making me think of that, that um, like and that's how he wasn't able to control it. 
No, yeah, it's exactly like that. Like when he would go into that space and he would come back, he wouldn't even remember what he said. Yeah. So like with all that being said, the like big change to like kind of get the action going is that they go to a like an Equinox ball. It is the Equinox ball. Yeah. I read it. I'm like surprised I'm recalling all this information so well because usually I'm like oh what's the word um but they go to the equinox ball because Elspeth's uncle has a nightmare card and the king wants a nightmare card because it's one of the last ones he needs to complete the deck wait this was something I was like I feel like this is a plot hole because to me if that's the nightmare card that Elspeth touched and now the nightmare is living in her head wouldn't the card not work Oh my God. Thank you, you for saying that? this. Yes. I was like, so it's a void card. I was like, like oh, she's, he's, I was like, the king's going to find out it doesn't work. Yes, because it does it. Like, in all honesty, it she, took work. The, she took the spirit of the nightmare card out of it. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. But was then by the end of the second book, I was, I was thinking that maybe it was, it just wasn't really like, like, really like laid out and explained in this way because then it made it seem like her her affliction wasn't that if she touches the providence card she can do what the providence card can do it's that she gets whatever the shepherd king sacrificed no 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 no. the way rachel came back and yeah she that came back because i do think that that was not clear to me i was like it I was wasn't like, i was like the king's gonna find out this is a dud card he's gonna be pissed no, 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 you're completely right. And she must have realized that because in the first book, guys, she does you don't get this context. You get it in the Twisted Crowns, the second book, where she where they clear it out and they iron out the details of like what it really was. Yeah. Um, but basically, so he trades the nightmare card to the king, her uncle, and then in this like trade, whatever, he um gives um Ione's hand in marriage to Hoth um Hoth Rowan who sucks and um at this point that is when Elspeth decides because she gets caught by Raven basically he like knows something's going on she's snooping around and she opts to go and stay with um the U's um, at Castle U and start working with that whole team to unite the deck. Yes. Um, in this trade, I forgot to mention, um, Ione gets a maiden card. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, negative stigma about the maiden card. And that comes back in the second book. So we're not part of there yet. No, so I think he, re- he, he was like Raven was really happy when he met her and he says it because he had never met someone else who had the sickness is what Emery reveals to Elspeth was that he he hadn't met anyone else that was sick like him but that wasn't degenerating oh yeah like where it was brother. something yeah and so she really stood out to him and then he, when they started talking obviously um one of the side effects of having the nightmare within Elspeth is that she's able to identify where the Providence guards li- live. Like they essentially glow in the dark for her. So she can see who owns what type of card. Let me ask you a question. Where were you seeing the setting of this? Cause I have a very clear idea and description like historically, but I'm curious what you were seeing. 
Okay. Do you know the show? Because this is how I place things. Um, it was on CW. Oh my god, I probably watched it. So, oh, with Queen Mary. Oh yeah, the Scottish one. What is that called? I know Mary Queen of Scots, obviously, but I don't. I can't think what it's called, but I know exactly what you're talking about. With Francis. Yeah. Oh my god, no, guys. I cannot remember, but I know what you're talking about. Queen Mary, Francis. Someone on the other side is screaming at us. On the CW. CW. Rain. Oh, yeah, rain. I knew it was a single word. Yes. That's kind of like where Um, I imagined it. What was yours? Okay, I was honestly imagining it was like Puritan New England. Because I was thinking like witch trials and stuff. I'm dead. That's what I was thinking. That's why I was like, (laughs) let me ask. Because in my mind, I was like, I was like, I had like a weird hurdle to get over where I was like, okay, obviously they're not as worried about the magic as these like people were during the witch trials. But I was thinking, I was like, they're not, I was like, they're not really like, doesn't really seem like they're actively seeking these people out. They're just like, oh, if you're obvious, then we're gonna. That makes sense that you would assume that that's where your mind went though. The thing is, like, once you introduce a castle to me, I'm like, rain. Castle. Dresses, masks. I was like, rain. Um, so, so one of her side effects is that she can see the cards going, which is, like, really useful for rain and the team to be able to acquire all these cards. So, they, essentially, like, the rest of the book is just them going to get the remaining cards. I believe they were missing three, which was the Wells card. Uh, I forgot what the other Let's one Let's talk about what uh, Miss Elspeth's real degeneration was, is that homegirl cannot fucking lie. This oh! is her damn life. I'm for her. I'm for... No, no, no. The way she's she not an actor. Lie. She is not a liar. No, no, no. She's she gonna was... be like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Like the way this is how I know the universe will never give me an opportunity to be main character because the way I would lie and cheat. Like I know the they like said they you have so no... fast that they like had seen her when they were masquerading. No, no, hold on. You know what? Now that you're saying this, you know what drove me mad? Was that Hawk breaks her fucking wrist. And she's like, and and, and wait, the next day, she has a whole ass cast on her arm. And they're like, oh, yeah, she fell off a horse. The whale, if I was Hawk, I would have been like, it was you. It was you who, do you remember what they Yes, they could have hid that very, they could have hid that. They could have hid that because- he wasn't going to be looking at her arm. This guy's like obsessed with himself. He thinks he's so powerful. They should have not wrapped it at all and been like, you're going to be in pain for a little bit. Or but you wear long sleeves anyway to cover your veins. Exactly. So just hold it down. Maybe hold it. You know, let's not draw attention. Yeah. Like, do you guys not live on this house? Do, do, does no one announce who's in your house? Where's I know. The- I, I guess because he's the like, he's the, the um, heir to the throne. No, but even then, remember, like, she walks out and her cousin is sitting with, with Raven's mom. And I'm like, did it not occur to Moret to tell them, hey, your fucking cousin is here who is engaged to the prince? Cover up the arm, sweetheart. And Cover like, up your arm, honey. It was literally the next day, guys. And she's in a full ass cast. And he's, and, uh, what's his name? What's his name? It's recounting to them that he was able to break someone's wrist. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's literally he's, he's saying that Aoni's sitting there like that meme with the math equations like <laughs> like wait a second no 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 and then she's over here like holding her wrist and I was like oh my god so like, there were some things that I was just like you guys really did not think this through like you guys could have avoided this guy finding out so quickly it was you like yeah it was so obvious yeah so like some of the parts I was like yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> no she couldn't homegirl she could not lie she couldn't lie um anyway I want to make sure we can get to the second book too so basically through the duration of the first book Raven and Elspeth fall in love which hold on we must talk about that we must talk scene. about that the yeah what did you think scene. about that first of all spoiler everyone it's the one and only love scene that you got from Elspeth and Raven yeah so that was kind of frustrating because I have a pulse you know what I'm saying I'm trying yeah to, I'm trying to get more of that um <laughs> We need more sex, Rachel. We need more sex, <laughs> Rachel. Um, I thought it was really good in the sense of like, I mean, it's a smut scene. You can't get more better than that. I yeah. do feel like it kind of raced through. Like the fact that it was our one and only yeah. smut scene, I thought it was like, I thought I was going to get a whole chapter. <laughs> also, like, it killed me that they like had that moment, whatever. They haven't known each other for that long. And then they're doing the chalice and they're like, do you love Raven? And she's like, she says, yes, he never says it back. No. Did she you realize was, that? Yes. She was Jesse like, J. I really no, no, care no, no. for you. Well, she loved you. So um, she gave you the cookie like four hours ago. First of all, his sister was cracking me up. So they have sex and she sneaks out of his room at night. And when she's sneaking out, Jespeth, I think that's her name, yeah, Jespeth is, like, outside Jesper. her door. Yes. And she's, like, she obviously puts it together that she fucks her brother. Like, yeah. the Aspeth fucks her brother. And she, it killed me. Aspeth was like, did you hear anything? And yeah. she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then they go to have breakfast that morning. And it, I was cracking up because I, you could only imagine the faces Aspeth, like, showed sitting at the table then raven comes in with a big ass smile yeah their Easy. rooms are next door to each other also wasn't that the thing i yes, said they're they're right next door and she, she was heard in, she heard she heard every moment guys you heard him say can i kiss you there <laughs> she's in her bed like this <laughs> she's in her bed like jesus christ <laughs> she's fully blow here her brother it's like arms crossed like are you kidding me raven <laughs> and that's what has the audacity to be like did you hear yes bitch <laughs> she, heard. she heard she heard it would have been nicer for you not to have asked no it was so All funny like pretended I, nothing happened that scene was so funny to me to be honest like it was well written and like it gave you like the cringe and like the awkwardness of like no, the next i was day. like still living I, I loved the story obviously but it i was laughing also i was cracking up but shortly after this, just to get into the next book, um, her Elspeth throughout the book she is using nightmare to protect her. Like every time she uses nightmare to her use, El the nightmare gets more power over her body, and that's kind of her degeneration. Is that yeah. like the more she uses nightmare, the more she loses her soul. And so at the end of the book, she um, obviously the prince finds out 
what they were up to and confronts Elspeth. And then he's practically about to kill her. Oh my God. Was, that was crazy. That, that was crazy. He was like so violent. And she gets no, I, thrown under the bus by her uncle. Oh, he's the that one that sells her out. Rat. <laughs> Hold on one second. Maurice is being naughty. That fucking rat of an uncle should go to jail. He was so fucking desperate to be accepted. Like, I honestly was experiencing cringe for that old fuck. I, I, yeah, he was like so desperate because they were poor. Didn't they were, they were not just poor. like they just like didn't have like social status, but they like kind of did. I don't know. It was they did because of of um Eric Spindle, Elspeth's dad. Exactly. I'm like, why are you? Don't go looking for trouble, Uncle. No, no, no. He's obviously keeping up with the Joneses. And um, he turns her in. It's a bloody scene. I honestly wasn't expecting to be so violent. Um, but it was really good. And then she obviously asked Nightmare to help her. So she doesn't reveal the truth about what they were up to so she could protect Raven. Yeah. And in doing so, she essentially degenerates and she gets lost into the abyss of nightmares and and he takes over her body. Yeah. Also, one quick thing, too, with Ione. Um, Number one, Elspeth's like, we're so close. You aren't even able to ask her a damn question, girl. No because facts. I'm how like you. Cousins? I'm like everybody's been talking about how Hoth is like not nice and like blah 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 blah. But immediately she's so quick to be like, we can't talk anymore. And it's because no, no, no. I was like, oh my gosh, you can't like give. I have a to chance. agree. It started so strong that they were like sisters, and then she gets a manicure and she's like deuces. <laughs> she said, "We can't talk anymore. <laughs> we can't talk anymore." And quite literally, because they don't, and they become fucking strangers. And I was like, what the hell? But I got to tell you, guys, let's shift into the second book. The second book, I only literally- I liked the second book more than the first one. I loved it. Me too. I loved it. Ioni and Elm, they were the couple. They were the couple. And they provide us another smut scene, so we thank Miss Rachel for it. And to be honest, their sex scene, their it was sex, hotter. It was hotter. 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 It, it was giving pride and prejudice, Mr. Darcy. Yeah, it was hotter. And was- Elm and Ione, they they could be one of my favorite like couples of like side characters. Yeah. That kind of were- took over. No, they definitely took over the second book. Because yeah. what happens is that um Raven and Elspeth, Elspeth's body, corporeal Elspeth. Nightmare mind. Nightmare. Exactly. That's why we're reading (laughs) Nightmare Mind plus like a little bit of Elspeth and Raven and Jesper. They go out to get the uh, to get the the last cards. And essentially, the second book is really them just getting the twin elders. Yeah, and they leave Elm behind. They say bye, Elm. Those guys, they didn't care. No, the second book really is like obviously. Oh, Elspeth like completely demolishes the the prince, and he's like better written. And his dad is, tells Elm, "Okay, well, you're gonna beat Prince now. It's not by choice, but we need to continue our lineage." Elm is not about it. Meanwhile, he's falling in love with Ione, and this whole process, she's behind the maiden card that has consumed her. But guess what? She misplaced the card. <laughs> no, she never even had it. 
Oh, that's right. They like they like rate made her tap it when she was like drunk. Oh, with the skith. Yeah. And he then, was controlling her. And then they also realized that everybody, because you know how people how people can be about beauty. Yeah. Beauty. Uh, fun side note, my grandmother, her name is Aphrodite. And she yeah, used to always say, beautiful. My name is Aphrodite. Do you know who that is? Goddess of love and beauty. Okay. So people get all up in their feelings about beauty, obviously, because Elspeth couldn't even talk to Ione when she used the maiden card. Come to find out, it makes it so you don't feel anything, no emotional feeling, and you can heal yourself. So even from like grave, grave injuries. So jokes on all of them for 500 years. They thought that it only made you pretty. No, I, it was so good to hear more about the cards yeah. and like the lack of context because of fear, they weren't even using the cards properly because they find out like the maiden card is like this vain thing that they had been using to quickly find out it actually could save your life. Yeah, literally. You could get stabbed, not dead. Healed they said a woman's on this card. <laughs> <laughs> it must be worthless. <laughs> they said there's not a thought going through this. She's only beauty. She, they said she's titty and brains. Yeah, they said, well, now she's hot. She's an Instagram baddie. <laughs> they said IG. Yeah. IG literally. bounded. And um, then, like, I thought that was so brilliant that they figured that out. And you know how they figured that out? Because a prince throws Ione out off the fucking okay. balcony. Yeah, horrifying. That was Her, really horrible. That was really horrible. Actually. I was waiting. I, I knew that I could, I think that you could tell pretty early on something was coming. And I was waiting for that, like, with bated breath. And then the other thing I was waiting for was I knew we were going to get to the point where Elm and um, Ione were like caught. And I was like, let's just get to that because I'm like the anticipation of that moment and knowing that there was going to be like a comeuppance. I was like, I need this to happen now because I'm stressed for my people. You are not lying. That blue ball scene that they gave us when we thought they were going to hook up in the study, I was hyperventilating and then the fucking guy (laughs) yeah walks in i have a question yeah no way that's like if you're like you're like gossiping about something and then somebody walks in and you're like and then they're actually like they didn't know anything i only ran for her life after that and i don't blame her because once you come up for her guys guys when you're making out and you're in the lust you're not thinking you're not thinking clearly the they, second someone breaks that and a, a thought of consciousness enters your mind, you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. And so I don't blame her for running. Yeah. And then, I mean, even when they did, like, finally do the deed, if you will, um, they were, like, so – they, like – I could tell they were so, like, caught up in their love and, like, that they finally, like, had people that understood. They – I mean, I think that Ione and Elm both were kind of, like, nobody understands me. And I don't know who I can even talk to. And then once they found each other, they fuck. Da, 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 da. That's when they got caught by Hop. But that's how I was, it always is. Yeah, I know. When you have a like, high, there's a low. Guess it's stressing me out. But the other side of this, while this is all happening and they're falling in love, Raven, Elspeth, slash Nightmare, Jaspeth, Jasper. They're on a journey. And like, on a journey, they meet the Spirit Wood. 
they go through a lake that they swim through. People die through in the expedition. Oh, wasn't that reminding you of something? That kind of reminded me of um. It reminded me of Harry Potter Goblet of me Fire. Too. Wait, me too. I thought that a lot of the like whole thing with the nightmare reminded me of Harry Potter and like like the flashbacks to um the Shepherd King's life reminded me of Harry Potter. Oh, like the oh my god, if the, Nick the pensieve. I loved that book. I mean, I know that, you know, there's things to be said about JK, but when it, we were young, oh, art is art. It, when we were young and reading it, um, I loved that book with all the like flashbacks and the, the pensive and stuff. So I thought that was cool. No, I but agree. They get to, they, they find like a group of outcasts that have like that have been living, that have been <laughs> living out in the woods. I, I won't lie. I was kind of skimming some of that part. I was like, I'm let's not get lie to back to Elm. Let's get back to Elm, please. No, no, no. When they were torturing them, oh. I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of skimmed over. I was like, I cannot yeah. hear. I, cannot I know. I was like, this. I get the gist. I get the gist. Yeah. And also, like, if I was those people, the second that the, the deck got united and the mist got lifted, the way I would have ops <laughs> the main village i'd be like dabby i fucking remember when they sent me in the message shit the way i would come back with consistent ops you turned a blind eye you took my fucking dresses that's my house (laughs) no those people that were out there they're like we need reparations that oh they said elm elm thank you for this announcement elm king elm is that your name I need okay. to rubbing my fucking bag. No, the way I would not be like, I would not enter society. I'd be like, thanks, guys. I'd be like, absolutely dead to you <laughs> yeah, all. Like, I don't trust you, bitches. <laughs> but the um, book was so good. Like, to be honest, I agree. The second book was so much better. I think because the first one is like, n- not so much better. That's not a fair attest them they were both really good the second book though there's definitely more action and you get more to fill the blanks in and there's more character development and um i, I really like that things weren't like it, it wasn't like Espeth was the protagonist the second book no she it really was, re- was not i really thought wasn't. elm was the protagonist yes definitely and his storyline was so interesting and so like i didn't realize how tortured his how much his brother tortured him and how much he hated the kingdom but because of all those things it made him the perfect fit for the king yeah and so not to get into all the details because you guys like honestly we're not going to cover everything from the book you're gonna have to read it but his character trajectory was like my favorite because he comes up as like this like bane of existence like he could care less about anyone and at the end of the series he cares so much about people and has such a good heart at, at play here and he 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 meets his match in Ioni. Like, yeah, how cute. Well, and I think that that's like the other thing too is like the Shepherd King was able to s- determine that Elm was going to be the right person to succeed the throne because, like, the Shepherd King himself like went through. He wanted power. He wanted all these like magical tools, and then he took it too far, and it ruined his life, and his whole family was killed. And I think that by like seeing through Elspeth and you know by like being a part of it seeing that those were not Elm's ambitions at all despite like, everything you don't even want to do this so you're actually the perfect person for the job because you're not going to go down the same path that I did and then that you're like 
ancestor did who eventually became the Rowan King. Yeah, and like he he should have been he should have been like horrible because his upbringing like was really setting him up to be kind of like this horrible person. And despite yeah. all of that, he was still faithful. He found family in in the ewes, which I thought was so beautiful that they took him in as like their son. Yeah. And really treated them like their own. And I love like that sibling that he, you know, he might have not had his biological brother be close to, but he had his cousins and they all looked out for each other. I I loved how much they cared about one another. Yeah. It was really beautiful to see like the parallel between what the Shepherd King went through because it was very much representative of what was going on in present time. Yeah. His sister and his and his best friend that happens to be his cousin. It was honestly like such a good story. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. So how many Providence cards out of oh! five would you give it? Out of five? Yeah. I'm going to give it a four. Ooh, a four? Yeah. I think I'd give it a four too. I think I was it was strong. Say, like it was 3.75 to be contrary. No, no, guys. Let me tell you something. She already Becky? almost had me at a five because I, the Taylor Swift stuff, honestly. If she would have given me one more smut scene, I yeah. would have brought her up. Yeah. I, I gotta I gotta communicate this to all my writers, fantasy writers. We want smut. Yeah, there could never be too much. They could never there could Not never be too much. Not for us. Just don't make it cringy because the second you guys make it cringy and say some out of pocket shit, it's really hard to like believe it. Because yeah. some of the some of the dialogue when they do smut, I'm like I say, shut your mouth. Shut, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm I'm interested to see what will be next for um Rachel Gillig because I know that the second book did not come out that long ago. Um, so and it's a duology, so I'm I'm very intrigued to see what's gonna be coming next and if she's already working on something, because now I'm gonna go follow her Instagram since I can I know my theory is true no i think it actually came out like honestly like, not three long months, ago. like a month ago or something Yeah, i think it came out the same day as hurricane wars actually really or right around there and it took a year by the way because the first book came out 2022 yeah so oh my god um i love i love finding a series that's completed oh yeah me too these duologies really come i forget how They're fun really it can handy. be to read a duology sometimes that's all you need no, our girl Rachel Gillig really did a good job, and like, it was it was a good read. Yeah, I'll be looking out for what's next. And another thing that I am really excited about for her and for us as readers is that, um, uh, like we've talked about this before, how there are like kind of trends in the fantasy world, and I feel like hers was a very different take on like, like fantasy that's like yes. really really popular, um. And so that was refreshing too. No, I completely agree. It was very different because there's a couple books out there that we can probably really like Serpent and the King. Like there, it's a like copy and paste type of of like story plot. And like it, you, yeah, know I just think it's place. like the editors and the publishers know what's popular right now, and it's yes. like influencing it's, people. I'm still enjoying. Oh yeah, yeah, give it to me. But I agree. I think hers was really creative, and like I love the Providence card idea. I love that idea of like shifting. I want a deck of Providence cards. Not no, I just want to see what they look cute. like. Super I need to look cute. up some fan art. 
Oh my God, I do too. Yeah, now that we've read it, I feel like I can because it won't mess with my mind. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that was another recap. And we this was the book now. Yes, let's announce it. Okay, so the next um, book we're going to be talking about is Iron Flame. <laughs> With, like, probably a sprinkling of fourth wing in there just to, like, have the conversation. Um, but I'm sure a lot of people are reading that right now because it just came out um, and it's been highly anticipated. So Iron Flame is coming up next. I, so we're currently reading it right now. We will not say anything, but wow. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Rebecca Yaros knows what she's doing. She's she serves. I'm eating. What she's serving, I am eating. So I'm really I'm really so actually, guys, we did we did record the fourth wing episode like right at the beginning, and then it got lost. Yeah. We did not. Oh my god. Do you remember that? We were exhausted by the end of that podcast because we put our entire bussy into that podcast, and then when we went to go look for the it was gone, but we were glad at the long. We were glad in the long run because I, 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 I had been away from the book for too long, and I was like, I can't think of a damn thing. No, you're so right. Like now that we're reading Iron Flame, like it's made me remember everything, and now I'm like, okay, yes, yes. Like we yeah. had we recorded that, and it had already been like two or three months since we had read Fourth Wing, so it was not. Yeah, fresh I wasn't in our even brains. excited about it. No, I was honestly like I was I was like honestly I'm reading like three Kindle Unlimited uh like oh this is Rashi contemporaries right now, so I couldn't tell you a single little plot aspect. No, I could not remember, but but I'm excited to cover Iron Um Flame and it's a big book. Like we bought the physical one, but there's nothing on Kindle, like you can just read much better on a Kindle. Um, but the book is massive. I ended it's up huge. Well, I did pre-order the physical copy, but then I I canceled it because I found out that the um pages were not gonna actually have like a it was just gonna be solid black. And I was like, I don't I'm gonna read it on Kindle. So what's the point of me even getting it? So I canceled my pre-order. I have it. I have the black edged one, and I really was like once I got it, I saw it was like we really couldn't have done a design. They could have. I there's like a lot of weird like politics about the like stenciling in in U.S. printers in particular. I think I don't know enough about it, but I see about it on TikTok and stuff, and hear people talking about it. So I We're definitely think it's possible. Also, these. I mean, whatever. No, no. I need you to do a full investigation. Yeah, I need you to fill me in for the next. <laughs> what is the politics behind printing press? Yeah. Well, I hear I hear a lot of drama about the um sprayed edges too and the etching um no, no. okay they could do book. it this is my thing i think they could definitely do it because there's a high demand for it and people want it of and course. then and then in like europe like at waterstones and stuff their exclusives will have like sometimes a different like design really beautiful etch um like etchings on the side and like design and all this stuff so i'm like well obviously it's an exclusive like there's going to be limited amount available but also like Waterstones and Barnes and Noble, it's kind of equivalent. So I, I'm a little confused as to what's going on in the U.S. What's the truth? Not be able to do this. Yeah. What's the truth? What's the truth? 
Maggie will get to the bottom of it <laughs> and report back. I I don't know. No, I, I have really a lot of assumptions know. that I could speak to like very confidently, but I don't want to spread misinformation. Maggie, the way I talk out of assumptions sometimes, I'm like, bitch, you all fake news. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, we both speak. Honestly, I know this because we work together too, that like we are can be very confident speakers and I can sometimes tell when people are like buying into something and I'm like, you should not be buying into this because I am telling you this and I can tell you're thinking I'm reading this from a textbook or something and I don't actually know. No, it's on like, it's crazy when you catch yourself in the moment. Yeah. You're like, stop. <laughs> I, I know. Stop. I'm like, I, I'll tell people sometimes I'll be like, I'm not an expert on this. Like, but I at the end, really <laughs> believing me. I've convinced them at the end. Yeah. I'm like, disclaimer all right this was a great session and recording i'm really happy with this one yeah and we're so looking forward for the next one me too are we gonna do i don't even know if we should do a little check-in on our shows and on like you know celebrity things we've been talking because i don't think that you have had very much time so actually i was gonna talk to you about this and like maybe this is something we do maybe we do a 30 minute like add-on bonus um episode that's just recapping bravo, bravo. yeah i and have things like, to discuss no no i the way i have to catch up badly this okay so i'm gonna be off for like the next week i'm gonna use the time to catch up on the shows oh yeah and so maybe we drop an exclusive just because this episode this episode is essentially two books iron flame is gonna kind of be the same and the holidays are coming up. So yes. that, that actually is a good idea. And it would be nice to just have it. Um, be an additional. Because uh, I'm going to be added. talking a lot. I got a lot of things to say. I'm excited. I'm excited to get your takes and get filled in. But I need to catch up on Southern Charm, Salt Lake City, Miami, Beverly Hills. Like I, the way I'm backed up, guys, it's embarrassing. I'm Salt embarrassing. Lake City, I would say, um, this is not a spoiler, but I would say that the season of Salt Lake City is like the roots of why Real Housewives can be so entertaining because some of the things that are going on on this show. So I've heard. Are so I've heard. Wild. I've heard Monica has really earned her snowflake. There's lots of um I heard I cannot we cannot get into this rabbit hole, but I did hear the theory about the lawsuit. Yeah. Or about the ring? Did you hear that? Oh, yes, I did. Okay, I got to go watch these episodes. Honestly, I need to finish Iron Flame so I can get back to my life. (laughs) (laughs) But I will be watching. And then maybe we can drop like an added episode that's just 30 minutes of us chit-chatting. Chit-chatting. Okay, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode and we'll recap Iron Flame. Yeah, I hope. Um, I think that will go up after the holiday after thanksgiving correct so if you celebrate thanksgiving have a happy thanksgiving or this would actually come up after thanksgiving oh well happy belated or which one are we putting out first it doesn't matter it doesn't matter listen to this (laughs) happy fucking thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't matter you're eating fucking turkey so happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving (laughs) we said it i mean that from the bottom of my heart happy thanksgiving that's so true that's that's you stand on business okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's coded all right bye guys bye